Welcome to Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with the mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message, that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate. So let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome, everyone, to Elevate with V. So excited to be here with you. This podcast was inspired by my own healing journey. I aspire to share amazing healers and coaches to help us each elevate on our journey so we can keep aligning with our soul's calling and gifts. I can't wait to introduce my guest today, Gretel. I connected with her through a common Facebook community during the pandemic, and I started to follow her, and it's been such a delight to watch your journey and evolution. I love that you are so authentic, genuine, and generous. You always share your personal experiences and stories and explain things in a very relatable way to make everyone feel included regardless of where they are on their journey. You're an incredible guide and teacher and I have personally learned so much from you. So thank you for all that you do, Gretel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the introduction. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And Gretel's official bio is she is a therapist and teacher at Encoded Frequency. She is an expert in language of light, a channeler, a coach, a galactic artist, and a starseed teacher. She performs holistic healing techniques and also reads the Akashic Records. So welcome again, Gretel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay! So as you know, this podcast is all about healing journeys, and we know that we have each navigated through quite a few storms to get to our silver linings, and I know that you have done the same. I would love to hear from you what event or events kind of kicked you into your healing journey. Oh my gosh, maybe I've heard that before, but I think what initiates and it was the darkest night of the soul because I believe we have many. Is when I begin to see beings of light out of the book. Yes, I think that is why. Because at some point in my life, I did not even believe on anything. Even though I was raised a colleague, I just lost completely faith. Everything was wrong in my life. Like everything. And then I suddenly begin seeing angels. And I was like, what is that? I was so scared, but it was so beautiful equally that it triggered the initiation in my journey. I guess the majority of the people begin by, you learn, you know a little bit, you have your own holistic practice, and then you kind of develop your psychicness. But in my case, it was in the opposite direction. And then I later on remembered that I was psychic when I was a child and then I shoot everything down so I think I have like a divine intervention because I was not doing anything with my life and then all changed and now I I love and appreciate that that happened to me because thanks to that I am able to be here right now where I am and looking forward to see what life has for me Oh, I love that. So Gretel, I know that in the past, you have shared quite a few stories of what like you went through. I know you went through a lot of um, illness and a lot of different things when you were younger. So when you talk about you suddenly started to see angels and stuff, when was this? Was this like a few years ago, like 10 years ago? When exactly was this? So look, I was going through depression, severe depression. And I didn't even have a reason to be sad. It was just like everything. I just disliked life itself. Everything was great. And I was forced to go into a retreat for persons that had any sort of depression or mental 
the expansion like bipolar or something. And it was for 48 hours in the in outdoors, right? So it was not psychic thing. It was just you will just share your life and then they will have teams for you. And everyone was so messed up. When I was there, I I began feeling compassion for the whole story. I was like, oh my God, I just overrated, right? I'm not that screw. <laughs> and I guess it was a lot of cleansing. Because I was writing my whole life while you were listening and then you were writing like the whole things that happened to your whole trauma, your whole life until then, and then you were crying, blah, 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 blah. And we were not eating. It was like a fasting retreat. I didn't know that. We just had tea, I mean, or coffee, right? And lots of water. So we barely see. And the next day, before they will give us food, I mean, for breakfast, they did a type of invocation, but just like to a superior power in a very triple A, I think. And they had a type of drums and they made us hold our hands and it was just kind of like to connect to whatever you think. And then when I joined that, I began to see that every cloud had like wings. And I was like, did you see the wings in the cloud? And then I had kind of like my mentor, right? And she was, she, she said like, pay attention to the, to the power of the, Oh my God, my cat. Can I pay attention to the part of the retreat, right? And I could read in her eyes that she said, oh my God, she needs to eat right away. She's losing herself. So I didn't say anything. And then I, I was kind of saying to my guy, did you see the wings? And everyone was like, no. And then I began to see kind of like sparkles, lots of sparkles in the eyes. And I was like, oh my God, whatever that is, that, those beautiful things especially after that deep healing, right? So when I close my eyes, I begin to see lots of faces in the darkness of my eyes. And I was like, oh, what is that? And then one in the middle was Archangel Michael and it looked like as if it was like an ad for a shampoo. It was like his hair was like that, kind of like, right? Super, super detailed. And I was like, what is that? And everyone else, it was kind of like one eye and nose or just the eyes. And they were all looking at me. And I was like, and then I closed my eyes. And then they're kind of like, oh, right? And I was like, what is it? <laughs> and then do you see anything? And I was like, stop, right? Just, and, I, and then I said, something in me said it's angels. It's like, can you mind I never pray or anything, nothing at all. But something, it was so magnificent and, and peaceful and scary that I said, okay, let's investigate, right? So when I closed my, my eyes, I remember the one in the corner had like almond eyes. And I said, what is that? Is that like a frog? What is that angel? Like it had my eyes like an, like an alien. I was like, what is that thing? I don't think I even believe in aliens, just the ones in the movie, not even in abduction stories, none of that. So I begin asking questions, like if I was doing a reading of myself, like, are you angels? And then it began raining, like, like a very, very soft rain. And I was like, is the answer to me? Because in those situations, you ask and then you answer yourself. Right? It has happened to all of us. And then I did three or four questions. And then sometimes it was a strong wind, like with dust on it. And I was like, I think that's a no. And then rain will come, like, right? And then it'll fade away. And then that's it. I don't remember what else I asked. But when we open our eyes, I shift. I was just like a rainbow and unicorn. I was just like so happy until it. Everyone, but then I decided not to tell anyone because no one believed in me. But I was like, oh, like when something amazing happened to you, but you're going to tell anyone, but you know within and you are chiming. So when I leave, I tell my family, my ex, and then everyone said, don't tell anyone, right? Some of them don't believe me. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then I knew someone 
pussy or ass in the angels and stuff. That I thought she was just like a. When I knew he did that, I said, oh "My God, she's such a liar!" Right? I was judging. I said, "He just wants to be the spotlight." Or and then I, I remember that I asked him later for help because after that I began seeing faces coming through the walls or the trees or shadows or lights and persons that I was like, what is that? And then I began surging. And then I had glitter too. Every time I was crying, I was crying every day. I didn't even have a reason for it. I remember once someone asked, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know, I'm just sad, right? Just leave me alone. <laughs> so I would sleep crying. And then I'll have my tears will look a glitter at the next day. But I had no makeup because I wasn't working. So I was just like looking at myself in the mirror, right? Trying to take pictures to see if people could see it. And then I some my one of my brothers, the one who believed me the most, Catholic, he said, There is a phenomenon in the Catholic Church that people get stigma straddled. So this is one of these stigmas that angels or Mother Mary give to people that pray. They have different colors and every color will mean something. And it was called the mystic rose, right? That virgin that gives care of the person. And I was like, oh, so I searched and then I realized that it was a lot of persons that have the same thing. And then and then I began meditating. Because it was scary. It's not a thing that you know they exist or that you see them. And I was seeing them always at night. Kind of like a holographic cartoon. And then it would just fade away. So some things will be awesome and other things will be scary. Like, I don't know, one day I saw journey corns and it was like a cascade of, of a rainbow and then a unicorn kind of like in a on shoulder shampoo kind of like that and I was like oh what is that and then he just passed through me and then I just went back to sleep right so they would come like say ma'am it's 3 a.m wake up and then I will see something and some of them yes although were freaking scary feeling this is why I begin drawing them because I want to say people okay I'm seeing this it woke me up last night what is it right and then people said that's a gray, or that's a blue alien, or that's a pleading, that's a Kenya Michael, or that's Merlin, or something. And I was like, oh, and then Google, like, who is Melchizedek? No, right? And then, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I realized that the drawings had a message on it. Because sometimes I draw them, and they don't come as what the people ask for it. Sometimes they look like crying. Or if it's a couple, they don't look at each other. I have that a lot of couples. It's just like one is looking like that and the other like that. Or one is like, leave me alone and the other is don't leave. And and then when I do the drawing, the message comes. And then I study a lot of things. Then I study Reiki and a lot of things. And, and realize that it was okay to see things. <laughs> I realized that it was the key for people to know that I was psychic and that I could keep learning and growing by showing the world what was happening to me. And I wanted to teach because when I began exposing my drawings, it wasn't a lot of people doing that. Now everyone, a lot of people is doing creative things. It's kind of the thing, whether to an app or or artistically on yourself but when I started we weren't that many so a lot of people had questions like what is that and why are you doing that is that a bad thing is that a positive thing and then one day I said I'm gonna do a course so I can just share the recipe so everyone knows how how to channel their own spirit and then connect and get wisdom from it Oh, I love that so much, Gretel. So, wow. So, it, you know, because one of the questions I was going to ask you, but you answered it, it wasn't just in your mind's eye. It was like mind's eye, but you're also seeing physical manifestations of things for you, right? If you're talking holograms and walking around and you're seeing faces and trees and other things, that's also external. So in terms of being inspired to do the art, are you 
kind of, were you an artist? Were you comfortable starting to draw? Was this completely channeled? No, it was completely channeled. I mean, I draw when I was a kinder like everyone else, and then I stopped doing it. But I always knew I was good at it. I mean, whenever I need to do something on my work, I would say, I draw. I, I can do the drawing for that presentation or something. But nothing professional. And then I have, I mean, I'm dyslexic. So I will often have spellings when I write or I will do things in backwards way. So I was always having like an extra finger or like the left hand when it needed to be the right hand or something like that. And I said, it's okay, it's just my style. <laughs> and then I went going better and better. I mean, I feel like every time my art upgraded itself, but I haven't studied. Sometimes I watch like a tutorial when I want to do something. But I learned three years after I had a queer frequency, my eye was called like mixed technique. I was like, is that a mixed technique? Because I don't know about techniques. I don't even know about main artists. I have no idea. I just do it intuitively. So I just explore and begin adding acrylics and, and pastels and colors and markers and everything. Because so I just said, mm, that's your light. What if? I do this or so that. Sometimes I get coffee or, or things. Now I want to explore with organic paint. So I did one with coffee the other day. It didn't look that great, but it was fun. And that's the best part about art, I think. I love that. Oh my gosh, because I was going to ask you, it's like when you started, was it just like a simple pencil drawing or were you already starting off with your like, oh, I'll just get watercolors? Like you just knew what to pick up to just start. You just were inspired. I did a pencil and then I thought that black and, and white didn't imprint what I was seeing. So I said, I need colors. So I purchased like one of one of each. I mean, pastels, acrylics, oils everything that I could use and then I was more comfortable with watercolors. It was what I enjoy the most. Yes. But then I will make everything on it. Because watercolors it was like too light sometimes. So I will set only a little bit of acrylic on it and just go with the flow. I love that. Oh my God. And your pieces are so beautiful. And uh for those of you that are tuning in, when you see the YouTube video, you'll be able to see some of her artwork that's behind her. Uh, for those of you audio, you can't, but maybe that'll tempt you to go. And of course, all of Gretel's information will be in the bio section. And she has her artwork posted in many different places. So it's so beautiful. And I just absolutely love your artwork. It's definitely very inspiring. And I love what you said. It's like, you know, you're having fun and you enjoy and you keep exploring and it keeps evolving. And so when you first started to create the artwork, Gretel, was it more for you or were you sharing it? What was your process with that? No, it was just for me because every night I was seeing something different. And then I posted in my Facebook. I procrastinated to create a page for two or three years because I didn't want to put myself out there. And I began doing the drawings for me. I wanted people to help me to figure out why I was seeing those beans. <laughs> and then my friends began to say, hey, can you do my guys? Can you see my aura? Oh, yes, I can see your aura. I can draw it for you. And then I began doing things for others. But paints are a little bit expensive. I mean, the, the tools for it. So I began going for donation first, before Encoder Frequency was in the. And then I had a dream of Archangel Raphael that says that I need to pose that I was going to do angel drawing for donation. And and he kind of came me calling with it in the morning. Crystal said, you're going to have everything you need, but never to said no for a drawing. And I was like, okay. So I began doing them before Encoded Frequency, and I had like 20 persons that wanted. And I had my job in an office, like normal job. So I was doing that on the weekend and then posting them and then more people wanted and then more people wanted. And then people began to tell me, you should get professional because you're doing this. I mean, it was like if I was a professional artist, but I was just doing as a hobby. 
And then I felt the pressure. And then my gut is like, put a page, put a page, put a page. And I didn't want it. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> I think I resisted like for a year. And then one day I said, okay, I will do it. And I didn't think about it because I have resistance to everything. Just thinking of the name, what name I want to have. Is it going to have my name or not or anything? So I didn't want to thinking about it. So I would just, uh, uh, uh. And I was saying, how am I going to write if it's so hard to write without spelling? Right. And then I said, my English is not even perfect. But in Spanish, it was just few people doing what I was doing. And it was more persons to learn from in English. So I decided to merge with English. And then when I put the page, I leave it for a year with the spelling error. Because I add frequency in Spanish and then couldn't English. <laughs> and then people will say, Do you know that has a spelling error? And I was just like, Okay. And I didn't want to, sh- I said, It's okay. Mine is spelled different, right? Like when you have like a list of it, like in sort of different ways to do it. But then one day, <laughs> one of my clients said, Gretel, your page is too big. You have to have the name rifle. And I was like, Okay, how do I do that? <laughs> And and then I request the change. So in current frequency, it was nothing I desire or I envision or I wanted to have so badly. It was just there for me. And it was very scary. But when I give it a try, I realized that I love the version that I become when I'm one with encoded frequency. And I needed to go out of my comfort zone and, and, and see myself and let people see me. That's why I allow myself to have errors and just be me because there's no point of hiding anything being psychic or empath in whatever level you are. And I said, I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be what society says I should be. I just need to be me and then whoever will resonate with me will resonate and then that's it. And if I one day it ends, then so be it. Something else will come. But I have been trying to to go there, going with the flow. Yes. And I will say that's actually one of the most endearing things about you is I remember when I first started to follow you, you know, you would just be like, so honest, you're like, okay, well, yes, my English is not perfect. Yes, this is not going to be perfect. But you would do it anyways. And I actually think that that probably included a lot more people because it wasn't about someone saying, hey, I'm perfect. I know all this stuff. I, you know, come follow me and whatever. It was more like, let's go on a journey together. Like I always felt like you included us. And so it always felt like we were kind of growing with you. It didn't matter that, yes, you're probably a few steps ahead of a lot of us, but it felt very much like I would feel comfortable following someone like you because you're always going to share exactly where you are or your mistakes or your challenges, right? Like, I think that that's so important that people just be themselves. And I think you're, for me, one of those people that truly are yourself and you're very, like, humble because, you know, you're... If someone reads your bio, you're incredibly accomplished, right? In terms of all the things that you've done, but you never portray yourself that way. You know, you're always like very like, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm evolving. And you're always also one thing that I love is you always ask within your community, what would you like to see more of? How can I help you? How can I do this? You know, a lot of people don't do that, Gretel. They have their own sort of like, this is what I'm going to focus. This is what I'm going to do. Not to say that that's bad or wrong. There are certain people that that's what they love. But I love that part that you're always trying to be like, what does my community want? What's needed? It's not just like your perspective of what you think is needed. You're always trying to also invite the audience to participate, which I think um, has really helped in you building this very like strong, large community that you've been building, which not too long, it's only been since the pandemic. So, and, yeah. and you waited, like you said, you've been waited to like launch your page. I, waited. I didn't want it to put my face on it because, because I think I didn't want it to lose myself from the, initial purpose that it started it started because i wanted to learn who i was and why those beings wanted to speak to me and they seem they know me and i would say why they know me i mean 
it's supposed to be another life, but what happened, right? Who is it? What I am in life. And then I wanted to share with other persons too. And and just learn and connect and grow together. And if I can equally have my profession, then that's a blessing. And then whatever it lasts, then so be it. And I haven't wanted to get there. It's not easy to have a big community. And at some point, I needed to regroup myself and ask, okay, Gretel, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what you want to do. So negotiating with and some things I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Even though spiritual persons are human, sometimes it's disappointing meeting something that you admire and and seeing it's not coherent with our life. And I want to reflect and I learn in my life. I don't need to be perfect because this is what life is, to, to learn, to grow, to have your wisdom. There's no better wisdom than the one you earn by going through than besides how many books or courses you can do, right? You're not a Reiki master because you have your diploma in two days. You have to go and get a person. And then you will say, this is how I want to do it. This is how I don't want to do it. And then find your synergy between. And this is something that I have been adjusting and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. And sometimes I have said, I don't want to go there. I don't feel comfortable. And it's okay if I doesn't have many likes or it's not trendy or anything. But it will be out of my autonomy as a person or my morals or what I think it should be. It's not easy sometimes because you have your ego in between. but I have chose to go to what me said, even if I go against what a professional who said, uh-uh, you should do this and this and this and this. And then I said, uh-uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dare to trust me, my intuition, and then be bold. Sometimes you made a mistake. Sometimes you are successful. But at the end, mistakes. And successful is part of the journey. You're not defined because of one thing. And right now, having a big platform is nothing. Because we have been talking before about the algorithms changing so quickly that it doesn't guarantee anything, right? You always need to do your best. But for me, my best in any area, not only spiritual, but as a person, as a mother, as a partner, as a daughter, anything, is that you feel good by doing it. Because I have depression and I went to a lot of things, like that one day I went to the doctor and said, ma'am, you have cancer. And I was like, do I, right? When you go through things like that, you learn that sometimes material things or what you think is important, that maybe it's being Reiki Master 1133 or something. It's not really that important, but enjoying the journey. And I was thinking on that the other day. I was working late, and I was saying, okay, I'm going to work that hard because I want to do a vacation with my kids, and I need to have this and this and this and this. And then I said, isn't it not logical working hard right now in a movie with my kids to watch a movie later on vacation? I should stop working and enjoying them now. So I think this is how, after having depression, and then when I had cancer, that it was just a tumor, it was minor, I had no surgery, it was gone. But I said, the rest of my life, I want to taste it. I want to feel good no matter what, because if it's now, if it's not now, when, right? Then you have 50 or 60 or whatever age and then you see all of your dreams that it was when I was in depression at my 30s that I said "Uh uh-uh I'm so disappointed I didn't do what I wanted to do and then I said "Uh uh-uh I'm not going to wait for a special occasion because for some things Pineda that special algorithm you have to create it and you have to risk it and put yourself out there and bet that it's going to be okay no matter what, like having a kid or or going psychic, right? Or having marriage or purchasing a house 
or changing from another country, there is no guarantee of anything. Everything can go either way, but you have to try and have the experience because otherwise you go like, I could have done that and that and that, but I was so scared. That's why I wanted to do the podcast. And I, I put it the unlimited way because I want my life to be unlimited. I can have a choice about something, but I want to remember that I'm choosing whether I could go restricted about a rule or something that happened. I still want to remember that uh, 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 I want to be in charge of it. And if I don't feel, then just where I want to go. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, everything you shared like makes so much sense to me. And I think this is when it comes down to like just really being present and tapping into yourself, like what feels right and even catching yourself, right? Like when you were in that moment of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work really hard so then I can do this vacation. And you just caught yourself. You're like, hold on, what am I doing? No. I want to do something else. I want to enjoy that moment now. And I think that's such a beautiful and powerful message, right? About, you know, staying present and not waiting for something, right? Like just do it now and take the risk and jump and do some things that are different, you know, and part of it is about being bold and courageous and it's okay. All of us have our own timing of how we're going to do things, but it's also saying, you know, just stay present be in your own body, listen. And that's kind of our big guidance because, you know, we've always been taught, right, Gretel, that the answers we're seeking are outside of us. And the whole journey is about, no, the answers are actually inside. Like, listen to what's going on inside of you to really hear what that inner wisdom and guidance is. And I think the more we tune into that, the more we're kind of aligned, right, with what uh, we're doing. And I think what's great about what you're sharing is even with this beautiful business and platform that you've created, you are also assessing. You're like, okay, I did this six months ago. Does that feel right? Do I want to do more of that? Maybe I don't want to. And you keep shifting and evolving. Like you just shared, it wasn't in your bio, but we talked about it. I said, oh, you started a podcast. Oh, this is really exciting. So, you know, you felt inspired to create something new. You birthed something new. And so that's what I love, right? I think that's such a beautiful part of this journey. And part of it is like, you know, it's sort of like following your joy and passion, right? And you might change your mind in six months. You're like, I loved what I did with the podcast, but now I want to do something else or I want to add something else. And I think that's part of the journey to me is to stay open, right? Because we're constantly evolving and changing and shifting like literally almost every day. So it's like who I was, you know, even a week ago, I'm slightly shifted from there. So it's okay to not feel like you're stuck, right? Like, oh, but I committed to this. I have to do it. Do you? Maybe you don't, you know? So being bold enough to do that. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Because otherwise, you stop living for yourself or speaking your own voice and then speak someone else's voices. Maybe your political beliefs, maybe your family shoots, or what society says you should look like or whatever. And it happened to me before. And after I could have died, even I wanted to die for so many years, when I really could have died. And I wasn't afraid to die because it would have been the easiest solution. But I said, it was a waste of my life because I don't know what good is. I don't have the job that I like. I didn't like myself, the relationship that I like, good relationship with my kids, my family, the city, God, everything. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, I want to do things in a different way. Even though I didn't die and come back, whenever you have a type of close encounter with that situation in whatever way you can, it always shifts your mindset in something. Yes. I agree. I agree so much. Oh my goodness. I'm loving this conversation so much. And there's so much more in your bio that we need to tap into, but I know we only have so much time. Um, But I did want to ask you, you know, when you kind of were talking about, um, you started to create art, you started to do Reiki, 
when did kind of like the light language and things start to occur? Like, and when were you able to like see other people's like energy and auras? Cause you were still figuring out what you were seeing. So was there kind of a big gap between when that happened or was it all kind of together? Did it all kind of happen around the same time? I always was able to see people auras and guides, not even knew about chakras or anything, but I couldn't understand it. And it was scary. So I'll be in work talking to someone and then I will like, and they will said like, why are you so weird? And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. That's nothing, right? And then I learned to open it and close it and set boundaries with my third eye. And then I said, why need to see those things? It's their personal stuff, right? I, I shouldn't be intrude on it. So I begin to add boundaries into the guys. The first boundary that I said is, no one can wake me up unless you talk to my higher self, right? And and you said, who are you? Why are you here? What do you want? And, and what I am learning, that's why you woke me up. And if you do, then acknowledge the human part that I may have to work tomorrow, that I may need to sleep, if it's an upgrade or something. I mean, be aware about the physical part. Because sometimes I had, especially galactics, or just kind of like an upgrade, right? Or something. And then one day I was like, I'm driving, bring my side back, I'm going to crash. And then it will just just switch. Or I'm working, I'm typing, uh uh-uh, don't open my third eye, or something. So I began learning to read and channel by going through the experience of it, interacting with the energy, especially when I had entities. It was that was very scary. And then I was just like, I didn't even wanted to connect. It was so scary. So I was paralyzed. When I did Reiki, what it opened, it was my channel. So I had more entities. And then I had dead people and, and walkings and a lot of things that I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to be a medium. I don't want to pass a desk. That's a very honorable job, but it's too much. Uh-uh. I said. If I need to, then the higher self of the person, right? From higher self to higher self. So I began working with higher self. And I think with Reiki, I began to learn about energy because I was seeing the energy. But some of the things I would read that explain about energy, it didn't make sense. And I was like, I I don't think this is right. I don't know why I see what I see or what this I'm seeing. It's interacted in this way, but Reiki, it was the start of learning how to manipulate your energy and then you keep learning and learning. And then I did a channeling course. And then when I did it, I realized I was channeling already and I was like, oh, I didn't need this. And then I began having Akashic records on the sessions and I said, okay, I need a course to learn. And then when I did it, I just went to the first video and I said, this is what I'm doing right now. And the person says, you want your money back? And I said, no, no, it's okay. Just keep it because it's like a word agreement, right? It's okay. But it was more like going through the experience. And then when I did Reiki, I said, why need to do the symbols when I'm seeing that this symbol represents the whole thing? So I begin doing my own symbols. And light language came because I was speaking with the beings and they were speaking with me and I will hear songs, things. But when I will open my eyes, because I was between dreams, I will not remember. And then I was saying, I was speaking with this purple alien, I think it was Arcturian, that I don't know what he said. I don't know what we said. I would just say, I was speaking like, whatever. So I had an Akashic Records with someone that was galactic. For some reason, I had more galactic than angels. Like from angels, I moved to galactics. And then she said, that's light language. And I was like, light language? Because I was seeing symbols, but I just thought it was how the energy will evolve, right? I didn't make sense. And then she said, yes, there's a language of the light. You should practice. And I was like, how? Just practice. Just let it happen. And I was like, how? I mean, you want steps. Yes. 
just do. And I was like, oh, you're not helping, right? You're not helping. And then she said, okay, I'm going to put you in a Facebook group with someone, friend of mine that speaks because I sent a lot of the drawings for symbols. I said, okay, this is not a bean, but I'm seeing this and this and this and this and this. What is this? And then she said, okay, this is play and communication. This is Acturian. This is, but she asked his friend, her friend, someone who had a channel in YouTube from light language. And then she said, okay, John says this is this, this is this, this is this. It was John Bertoli and she is Debbie Solaris, right? And so Debbie put me in a Facebook group with John. There were another, we were like 50 persons, but 20. We were doing a video every week. So we will all give Facebook feedback to each other. I mean, John would not even coach us. Sometimes he would connect something. But I think we were being activated each other. And my first life language, I looked like if I was rapping, I was like, right? I, I couldn't do anything because I was so, and I see this with my students and, and clients when I have coachings. We're so afraid to the unknown and we are so fixated into what I think it is that you don't give opportunity for spirit to come and flourish through you in whatever way it's available at that time. So I remember that the feedback from my other practice members that were saying, don't hold it, allow it. But I was thinking, it sounds so weird how I would allow it, right? And then I think I did it for a year. One day, the group was going to close because, I mean, everyone move on. And and then it was how I began to do it in the pandemic. I mean, later on, I think two years later or three, I began to do it in the pandemic. When I was out of work, I said, I will do lives. <laughs> But I wanted Bineta not to be as to be in, in the camera. So I was afraid, I think, for the first year, I was shaking within. And then I'll say to my friends, let me know if the sound is good or whatever, because I didn't want it to watch myself, because if I watch myself, I would critique or see something as a very good person. I don't even watch the, the meditations. I just do it, and then that's it. God knows, right? <laughs> and I didn't want to watch the likes or anything. I said, uh-uh, because if I see the comments, I will feel insecure. So I would just, me and, and my thing. And then and then it was how I, I did it. And then I got better, better and better and better. And you guys were very helpful, very. And I... I'm lucky. I don't have a lot of mean comments, but it was the first lesson that I had with the page. How to deal with criticism that someone will give to you. Because some people will say, that's not real. Or, you know, angels don't have pupil, do you? You know, angels don't have eyelashes or something. <laughs> that's any yes. <laughs> or actually, it don't exist or something. And at the beginning, I was very triggered about the comments right at the beginning. I think even encoded frequency. One of my friends, she was always criticizing my messages from the channelings in a very critic way. And I was upset because I thought she would support me, right? So one day I I'd never say anything. But one day I got upset and then I private messaged and say, why are you so mean? And then she said, because you need to understand that you are a speaker and people will believe in you and people may follow you and you have to discern what you said and be aware of the responsibility that your voice has. And I, I understood that it was for my best, right? And then I said, okay, but can you say it in private? <laughs> and then I remember that I realized that she was an old person in her 70s or something, that it was not about me, but her own beliefs. And equally, it was because she wanted me to be better. I mean, because she 
appreciate me. She was helping me to be better. And when I had that realization, I learned the lesson. And then whenever someone criticized me, it was just like, I have had persons that assist me with the comments and stuff. And I always says, just ignore them. If something mean, erase it, but don't engage. Don't engage, don't engage. I, I learned that. Yes, I can validate that they can disagree with me. And I know that I can trigger persons and it's okay. It's okay because maybe that's the highest outcome for all. And it's okay that not everyone likes me. So just by trusting that anything that arises is in divine will one way or another, it makes things easier. Mm, I love that so much, Gretel. Yeah, I mean, everything you shared makes so much sense. And, you know, especially when you were someone who's like, man, I don't even want to show my face. Like, I know I want to do this work, but like, you know, overcoming all of that, right? And I know to some degree, I remember you were also kind of sensitive about like your English and your accent. And, you know, right in the beginning, I remember you used to say stuff. And I think we were all just so... I don't know. I just always found it so endearing that you were just yourself. You were just being yourself and sharing. And I think that is definitely something that is uh, challenging when you put yourself out there. People are going to have a lot to say. And it's about, like you said, very important thing that you mentioned boundaries. And that only comes with time because we're also when we start, we're kind of nervous. We're like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what people are going to think. And you're coming out to all of these people. I know for me, when I started my podcast, because I'd gone through so, so much of my dark night of the soul, I was kind of in a cocoon for like almost two years. And I knew that when I came out, there'd be so many people who'd be like, who is she now? I don't remember her from like two years ago. Like, what is she talking about? What are these topics? <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of stuff to overcome. But at the same time, I really had to just push through and know in my heart that this feels right, this feels aligned, and people are always going to have things to say, and I'm going to have to navigate through that, you know, and like you said, you found your own way that, you know, you're able to deal with anything that might be coming externally, and then to have that perspective, right, that things come in for a reason, and, um, you know, we pay attention and see what it is, but that doesn't mean that we need to internalize it, right? It's just saying, okay, this is just part of the process and it's part of the growth, it's part of the journey. And I think the more we kind of keep doing this kind of work where we're out there putting ourselves out there and sharing information and messages, I do feel like it gets easier because we feel more confident. We feel more grounded in what we're doing and who we are being. So I think it feels easier to deal with you know, whatever is going on externally, right, around us. So I love that you talked about that aspect. And um, I also love this because you basically had so many gifts that were already open. You just didn't know what they were. And it's it's really so amazing to me because I haven't had a lot of people say that because you know, they've talked about like, you know, being very gifted and they couldn't share those gifts because of whatever their family upbringing and being religious, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you were saying and it made me chuckle when you're like, you know, you're talking to someone and you see something and you physically have like a reaction and they're like, well, why are you reacting? Like, what is it? You're like, oh, oh, nothing, you know, so just having that being part of what you were seeing in kind of like your everyday life. And then the part I love the most is once you started to really understand, like you've created all these boundaries, like with your guides and anybody that's trying to engage with you, whether it's like in a 3D, 4D, 5D, whatever we want to call it, you've created all these boundaries. And I think that's a really powerful message because I think a lot of people don't realize that we can set that boundary. We can say what's acceptable for us and put that out there exactly. and say, hey, this is my boundary, you know? And a lot of times we're giving our power away, right? We're like, oh, but they're galactics. Oh, but they're my guides. Like, you know, I should be listening to them whenever they come in. You're like, yes, but you also can tell them what works for you. You're like, hey, I'm living my 3D life here, okay? So I got some boundaries. I need you to follow them. So I love that you shared that part. Yes. Because 
no one it's more than us when i began doing the angels i was getting my power away especially when i had a lot of entities i was like can you michael you're ready to protect me oh i made it with you i use the downline and everything what's going on and i think i need to go through that because i was learning that i had a power in me that i wasn't using because he was wasted by being sad or, or whatever was going on in my life or giving your power away to others it could be your guru your teacher your astrologer and and i say to my clients whenever that's why i don't look for a lot of people online that do what i do or better because i want to get from my what's coming through other ways otherwise i feel like i contaminated myself because i'm thinking that someone else says this and this and this and and then in human form you kind of have a type of a thing that you want to say oh i'm going through that too or it happens to me too you kind of bond in that way especially if you're an empath but i don't want neither people or guys who said what i can or cannot do and with my guys sometimes i said ah uh-uh, ah you go and have your body right go and this is this is my journey and then i need to choose what i want to i ask for guidance and i'm very connected and they answer they reply to me instantly the majority of the time but i want to know that i'm still making the choice because i think we're all equal and this is something that i learned binera when you see energy when i see energy the first thing i learned more than the levels of consciousness or who are pleiadians or what it was like every thought was real at the energy level and for me there was like eye opening i was like oh i mean that person critiqued me i felt bad and we all destroy each other or i was like those why you feel so bad when you have a discussion so maybe i shouldn't discuss anymore or feel wounded or something and then the the intentions that we have in our aura in our energy go beyond what we think it's happening because i think in the energy we manifest our true essence this is something that i think i don't have a proof because we'll have pieces of the truth whoever says i know or no i know it all i don't think so because you see truth from a comparison from another truth so is will be subjective and that's why i like to teach the most more than give readings because i think you sort of take the free will of the person to choose sometimes where you're going to need someone to guide you but not in the way that the person says ah uh-uh, ah my astrologer said you're lying to me we're going the boards and some people go in that way i mean i had clients that says or things that i will said on the live stream that was said send me a message gretel i'm doing the technique and this is happening to me and then i was like god you do have a responsibility whatever you do a podcast or just post it in your facebook or you do it to your friends in your work in your family we don't we don't all need to go psychic you can do your live work i think this is a myth in spirituality that you need to be esoteric or like woo woo something to be spiritual and you don't maybe you don't even meditate or think on something and you are this in person and you helping your community that fits a spiritual for me right so the live word binera i think we do it in our human form going back to what you said being present that's the hardest part the easiest part is meditating channeling doing a reiki session that's easy because you are in the light you and you love it i mean i want to have more of that right you are paid and then you heal and then you heal others oh my god five please but being a balance having really saying the namaste that i honor your soul in the same way that i honor my soul and really doing it with a person that 
believes in a different political party. And you said, yes, you can disagree with me and we can agree that we don't agree, but I honor that you're a human being. That's hard sometimes. Or that's not easy to be peaceful when you don't have reasons to be. Or to be faithful when everything in life says, uh-uh, we're screwed. And it's in those moments when everything that you learn in your courses or in your books or in your channelings give you those extra ingredients to say, uh-uh, I'm going to do this, right? Just because you feel guided to. And how important it is right now, I think is the best time to go and have your voice if you want to. Because the platforms in society, whether we think it's rightful way or not, we all have a platform to say whatever we want to. So I think let's use it rightfully. But maybe others want to use it for entertainment and maybe others for knowledge and maybe others for other things. But we have the capacity to speak. You and I, maybe 10 years ago, would not be able to have a podcast. Maybe not even podcasts were a thing to do, right? And you needed to have something, being a channel or being the radio or having something to do what we do. And I think that it's a blessing, something special to do. Yes, I couldn't agree more, Gretel. So beautifully said. And I think what's coming to me as you're sharing is we truly have such an amazing opportunity right now to really be able to step into what brings us joy like what brings you joy and i think i keep coming back to that like being present what is my heart calling me to do and to have the courage to do it and to not overthink it and to worry about like what everyone's going to think and say because everyone is always going to have something to think and say but it's like come back to yourself what do you want to do try it try it. Even if you decide you're only going to do it for a short time, at least you do it no regrets, right? And and I think it's so important for those of us that feel that there is something that we want to share. We're not trying to say that I'm an expert, I'm a guru. I certainly am not doing that. You know, I'm here bringing beautiful people like you who have poured into me that I've learned from. But it's like, I want to share you with other people because, you know, you bring things into kind of the way that you express them. It's just down to that human level, right? Like all of us can relate. We all understand, right? And yes, you can be a channeler, you're a coach, you're a guide, but at the end of the day, you're a human being having a human experience and you're choosing that experience in every moment and making choices that you feel aligned with. And that's the most we can do. And I think it's also about like really enjoying the experience now, like not waiting for something out there, you know, and I think that's a really important thing that I'm trying to embody. And I know that you're somebody that does that too. So I'm so grateful that you joined me today. We've had this incredible conversation and I know there's so much more we can talk about, but we're kind of coming towards the, the close of our session. Uh, but I wanted to ask you if there's anything you want to share in terms of anything that you're working on right now that you want people to know about. Well, my third eye is so open right now. I'm trying to hold. That's why I close my eyes. Do you want me to channel? Maybe you can ask a question and with that we can close. How long do you want it to be? I feel like the energy is pushing me. It's like all goes blurry and then I see colors <laughs> and I'm kind of like... Oh, oh, I love it. Well, well, this is perfect because, you know, my ending segment is if you would like to bring through any messages or channel something for the collective that's going to be tuning in now or in the future, anything would be wonderful. Well, is it anyone you would like to uh, listen to or whatever comes through? I think we'll be open, Gretel, whatever feels right to you. Okay. <laughs> and I move a little bit, and it's because I'm adjusting. So I let me ask for the highest and the easiest and the most loving message for us today. And whoever it is, the most qualified guide that can come through in the rightful way and in divine order for all of us. 
Green Square Pleiadians. We are here taking the advantage of this space to share a frequency of the light with all of you through this channel and your own space. Do you have a question for us? We'd just love to hear anything that this podcast is going to reach out to the audience now or in the future. What they need to hear would be amazing. Earth is going through a rapid change, especially at the collective scale. What you seem to know before may not be what is helpful in you or now. And future can seem uncertain. We do believe there are two very important skills for humans to develop. The true value and the true of autonomy. In the true value, we refer to knowing your value, knowing who you are, knowing what you can do, what are your flaws, what are your strengths, and create a synergy from every element of you in a way that you're able to find balance and relation in through this fluid state. When you have your true value active in you, life will feel easier. Even though life may not get easier due to challenge your soul, acquire knowledge and expansion into its own journey, making life easier will take you the sensation of being slave of suffering. But that suffering can come when the value identity is not concise into the self. We also observe that true autonomy could be defined for our perception from what we observe in humankind at this time. It is selecting the experience you desire the most to go through. Earth has an immense variety of different frequencies and planes and experience that go from the very dark shadow to the heaven on earth. And what you experience is going to be attracted to you by the resonance that is being emanated from your core being. Being in your own autonomy means that you are the king or queen of your own kingdom, that you know your inner universe, but are also aware about what the universe that are creating friction on your frontiers are streaming on. And they'll give you the knowledge to capacity to be wisdom, to adjust your path, to set boundaries, to regenerate your being, and equally to redirect your path any time in any moment. Live in Live should be a blissful experience. Otherwise, souls would not ever incarnate from our perspective. Blissful will make any frustration or any conflict or challenge that in human form you are going through in harmony. You can be grieving, but also having faith about what happened to you. You can be at war, but also have hope that peace will be done. You can lack from resources and be in pure uncertainty, but also feel abundant within and know that the doors will open. As you look at that, there are a myriad of potentials closing it open for each of you in every moment and that only can be observed and aligned with with that true value and a true autonomy of the self knowing that beyond the bounds of the illusion you are one with all and this is just a temporary experience we do think humans overrate human experience being attached to the physical and negating the possibilities of the alternative within to guide you through the experience with ease and grace. To conclude, we suggest that take life 
a moment at a time, one second at a time, to soothe your journey. Learn to rekindle where you are and adaptability, resiliency, and innovation will be qualities that you will lost and develop in this time on earth for the well-being of yourself, but also the ones that you love, including your own community. None of you can do this by yourself. You will need to hold each other in whatever way it's possible. Give into your day what you can, what comes through. Share, be open to live life as it is, not prisoner from the invisible walls of limitation, but being open to enjoy the journey. And with that, we're grateful for the window opportunity to share experience. Thank you, Vinera. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate your space. Oh, wow. That was so powerful. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, Gretel. So appreciate such a beautiful message. And they touched on so many things that we talked about today during the podcast. So it was a beautiful confirmation. And just want to remind the audience, all of Gretel's information will be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. And thank you again so much, Gretel. Truly, it was an honor to have you and to have this beautiful conversation. And I know that the audience that's tuning in now or when they listen to the replay will have so many beautiful things that they're going to be able to receive from this, including the beautiful channeled message at the end. So thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting with my beautiful audience on the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm super grateful for your precious time that you take to listen to these episodes. I hope that there were some valuable insights and tools to map onto your own journey. If you think that this content would be valuable for somebody else that you know, I would greatly appreciate you sharing it. If you have been loving this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would follow rate five stars and leave an amazing review on Apple Podcasts and please follow and rate five stars on Spotify. Higher ratings and great reviews allows this content to get out to more people. Let's support each other and elevate together. Thank you again for spending your time listening and tuning in each week. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.